Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for Wednesday, the 11th of January. Starting to lose track of my days a little bit here. Uh, Flyers back in action tonight. They're going to take on the Washington Capitals. Looking for a second straight win. Coming off their first shutout of the season, that 4 nothing win in the back-to-back against Buffalo on Monday night. Sam Harrison, 28 saves in that game, got the shutout. We'll see if he goes tonight for the Flyers. They'll take on the Washington Capitals tonight. We've seen the Caps twice against the Flyers this season. The one overtime loss where I'm still not going to let it go. Too many men on the ice because the guy that jumped on the ice, Dylan Strom, uh, fed Alexander Ovechkin for the one-timer in the play uh, continuation from that point to win that game in overtime. That was a 3-2 win in Washington on November 23rd, and the Flyers also took on the Caps, had a 4-1 loss uh, back on December 7th at Wells Fargo Center. So Flyers and Caps tonight. Where are the Caps sitting in the standings right now? They're a team that we've come accustomed to being in the playoffs year in, year out, since, in essence, the drafting of Alexander Ovechkin. And once again, they've got themselves in position for the postseason. They're currently the third seed in the Metropolitan Division. All that being said, they've played three more games than Carolina and New Jersey, who are ahead of them in the standings. New Jersey only by a point, but like I said, New Jersey's got three games in hand. And they're only one point ahead of the New York Rangers, who have two games in hand. And they are six points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have four games in hand. And the one team outside the playoff picture looking in is the New York Islanders, 41 games played to 43 for Washington, but they are uh, six points back as well. So not a cinch that they're going to get in, but they are 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 games, 10-8-3 on the road, a record of 23-14-6, 52 points. Flyers come in with a record through 41 games. We're at the halfway point, 16-18-7, and 39 points. And the Flyers are 6-4 and four in their last 10 and won their last one, that 4 nothing shutout over the Buffalo Sabres. Let's take a little look inside the numbers. Flyers at the halfway point. But first, let's break up the first half into two parts. You have your first 20 games, games 1 through 20, and then games 21 through 41, basically 21 games in the second part. So games 1 through 20, the Flyers had a record of 7, 8, and 5. They had 50 goals for and 65 goals allowed. In games 21 through 41, they had a record of 9, 10, and 2, 64 goals for, and 68 goals allowed. So scoring more goals in the second half, pretty significant, 11 more goals. And really, that's been of late. Gave up a couple more. There was one extra game in game 21 through 41. Uh, But overall, pretty equal halves to the season, both from a record standpoint and obviously from a production standpoint as well. One game under Hockey 500 with that 7, 8, and 5 in the first 20 games. One game under Hockey 500, 9, 10, and 2 in the next 21 games. The statistical leaders uh, at the halfway point, uh, Travis Konechny. He hasn't played in 41 games, only 35 games. Uh, had that injury with the hand uh, when he had that collision at the boards. Really innocuous injury as well. 21 goals in the first half. 22 assists, 43 points. So even if he played 41 games and had 43 points, still more than a point-per-game player. Uh, Kevin Hayes, 36 points in 40 games. He's second on the team in points. Then Tony D'Angelo, seven 
goals, 16 assists, 23 points. Tied with Joel Farabee, who's got 9 goals and 14 uh, assists for 23 points. And Farabee, one of those players, the first player with the most points that's played all 41 games. They've had a few guys play 41. Farabee's played all 41. Noah Cates has played all 41. Uh, Travis Sanheim, Ivan Provorov have played all 41. Um, also, uh, also Nick Delarier has played all 41 games. Uh, so some guys, some guys that are just coming to the NHL, like Noah Cates on a full-time basis, playing every game so far this season, he'll have a point where he's, and he's real close to it, where he's got to knock through this wall of playing more than he's ever played before. He certainly has played more condensed games than he's ever played before at the beginning of this year as a pro, turning pro wall that happens about 45, 50 games in. He'll have to battle through it. I have a feeling that he'll be fine in doing that. Um, so all in all, you know, the statistical leaders with Konechny, beginning of the season, I said the team's Hart Trophy winner, their most valuable player, their Bobby Clark winner, needed to be Travis Konechny. I thought it was really important for a player with his kind of emotion to not only be a, a leader of the young core, a leader on the team, but also be one that has production attached to it. And he has delivered. He has been excellent for this Flyers team. The goaltending, uh, you know, obviously the statistical leader, the guy who's seen the most action, 29 games is Carter Hart. He's got a record of 11, 12, and 6, a 297 goals against average, and a 908 save percentage. And you consider that 908 save percentage. In 29 games played uh, with not a lot of run support, he's had a pretty darn good season. I think one of the things that's getting lost all of a sudden with Sam Erson picking up four straight wins in his games and, you know, obviously coming off that shutout performance is the play of Carter Hart. Now, Erson has played in five games. He's got a record of 4-0, didn't get the decision in the first one, that Carolina game, a 924 save percentage. He, he's been great, and he's got a 947 save percentage in his last four games. Uh, but let's not lose sight that Carter Hart has had an excellent year. I think that's kind of getting easy to lose sight of for some people, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Felix Sandstrom's also played nine games for the Flyers. He's got a record of 1-6-1, and one, a 3-3-7 goals against average, and a 8-88 save percentage. And we'll see how the Flyers choose to handle this situation. One of the storylines of the second half, do they recall Felix Sandstrom or keep him up without having to send him through waivers, or do they chance sending him through waivers and keep Sam Erson? as Carter Hart's backup. We shall see. One of the things I'd like to see in the second half is maybe a little lighter usage of Carter Hart. Whether it's Sandstrom or Arison, doesn't matter to me. I just want to see both of those guys get a decent amount of games. I'm not saying split it down the middle. I'm not even saying split it 3-1, to one, about 4-1. to one. Every five-game chunk, I would make sure one of those games, uh, the backup, whoever that is, plays one of them. And again, I don't know if that's Sandstrom or I don't know if that's Arison. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but that's what I'd like to see. There's a lot of back-to-backs left. So there's built-in opportunities there. We'll see how it plays out the remainder of the season. A lot of guys off to a good statistical first part of the season. Some guys on the come, like Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett. Now they've got a second half to prove that the the progress that they made was not a fluke. It was a step forward. and it's a And it'll be followed by another step forward and not a step backwards, that's going to be key in the second half of the season. Again, Torts has said this as well, that finding out what guys are isn't a stretch of games, isn't 12 games, isn't 20 games, isn't the first half. 
it's an entire season. So there's a lot runway left for these guys to show what they are uh, before any decisions get made going forward. Obviously, there's going to be the deadline. We're going to see players traded. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, right now, some guys on the rise, some guys flat, some guys, you know, might be pointing down. We'll see where it goes uh, when the thing concludes in April. But still, halfway to go. We're halfway home. All right, let's get to our interview in this segment because we've got a conversation here with a guy that we're hoping to see with the Flyers in the second half of the season. We saw him last year for 10 games. It is Flyers forward, now with the Phantoms, Bobby Brink, and he joins us on this edition of Flyers Daily. Bobby, how you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, happy to be playing again. How uh, how frustrating was it to have to deal with that in the offseason and, and get the labor repaired? Yeah, it was unfortunate. Uh, you never want to have to sit out for that long and uh, uh, kind of gets pretty boring not being able to practice and play. Uh, it was nice once I started getting to practice again, but uh, even better now that I get to play. Did did you know something was up kind of leading into it? Was, you know, now that you have it healed and you feel what it's like when it's right, Did you was there something there that maybe you didn't even know before? Yeah, it was bothering me for a lot of last year, but uh, I didn't really know what it was. Uh, uh, it was something I kind of could play through for a while there, but just towards like the last few games, it got pretty bad, and uh, I was hoping it would go away after with some rest in the off season, but never went away. And uh, yeah, just had to take care of it, couldn't play on it any longer. Tell people how much strain is on the hips from skating, because there's a ton. Yeah, especially uh, a lot of games and getting hit a lot. Uh, uh, it takes a toll on your body, just everywhere, and especially the hips. Uh, and uh, kind of couldn't play through the injury anymore and needed to take care of it is there scar tissue and stuff that you got to kind of break up now is that you're getting back at it and you know go through that process of loosening it all up again i think i kind of already went through that uh you get on the ice two months after the surgery or so and uh i that's three months of skating and kind of breaking up that scar tissue and uh strengthening the hip where now it's feeling pretty good now now that you're kind of pain-free, how good does it feel? Because i got to get my hips done. Mine are gassed. i got to get them both done uh, from being, playing goalie for so long. How does it feel like just getting up and, and not having hip pain? <laughs> yeah, it's nice, especially uh, working out in the gym where it's, and getting on the ice and skating where those are the two worst things. Uh, I can kind of go through just my daily routine with, with the hip issue, but skating and working out, uh, I couldn't do that anymore. It, I was getting old and uh, kind of I thought it was uh, hurting my play a little bit and working out in the gym like I couldn't do what I wanted to do so might as well get it to 100 percent it certainly aids you also in explosiveness in that first step and you got 10 games in the NHL you know that how much that first step how important it is now because of the time and space that you don't get at that level uh yeah everyone's fast in that league uh so you got to be able to keep up and skate with everyone. Uh, I'm guessing there's some guys in that league playing through the same injury, but it's definitely nice to, uh, if I get the chance to play there, to have two hips that are feeling good. You played 10 games in the NHL for the Flyers. How important is that for you to kind of to gain that knowledge of what it is like to play in the NHL so you can take that into your preparation, and not just physically but mentally knowing – the next time you get there, what to expect, what it's going to feel like on the ice, 
what it's going to feel like to play with the best players in the world. Those 10 games, I imagine, are, are, are almost, you know, at this point, just so important. Yeah, it's definitely important getting experience uh, last year. Uh, coming to this year, uh, you know kind of what level you need to be at to uh, be able to play in that league, and uh, you kind of know where you compare to those guys. So uh, it helps you with your off season and planning it out, And which mine didn't really get too much of an off season there dealing with the injury, but uh, kind of knowing just where your game needs to improve and uh, what your strengths are in that league. You're a guy that will go to the dirty areas. You know who the head coach is for the Flyers now and John Tortorella. I know you were around the team a bit, rehabbing and stuff like that, and and watching and kind of seeing what this coach wants. And to me, you seem like a player that is going to provide a lot of the elements that he wants. He likes greasy goals. He likes guys that are willing to make sacrifices to make plays. Uh, what have you kind of seen out of Tort so far? Yeah, I didn't uh, interact with him a ton, but uh, just knowing his reputation, he wants people that are working hard and willing to uh, do whatever it takes to win, uh, which is necessary to win in any league. So uh, if you want to score goals, you got to go to that area. And uh, you see guys making livings in the NHL just doing that and uh, just trying to do whatever I can to score. Uh, I mean, anyone's got to do it. They want to score. Yeah, you you go to the area where goals are scored to score goals. It's you say it all. It, most goals are scored within ten feet of the net. <laughs> you know the yep. snipe from the from just inside the blue line is a rarity com- comparatively speaking. Bobby, was one of the hardest things for you just not being you know with the group all the time and being connected in a way as an active player. I imagine that was pretty tough. Yeah, it's definitely different. Just my whole life being on a hockey team and. Uh, getting really close with the guys, uh, going through camps and uh, showing up to the rink every day uh, around your buddies. But uh, it was definitely hard to be on a different schedule than everyone else. Uh, it was a little bit boring, uh, uh, kind of by yourself a lot. But uh, it's nice being back uh, when they went down to Lehigh, uh, being back on the ice with the team and practicing. And uh, I think that was good mentally for me and helped a lot. How much did it mean mentally for you to get into that first game back and get a goal? Yeah, it definitely helps uh, getting on the score sheet right away. Uh, kind of takes some weight off your shoulders. Uh, it was a nice play, the nice pass uh, over to me, and luckily I was able to put it in. Is that one of those things where you go, okay, it's still the same game, the puck's the same size, the rink's the same size, the nets haven't gotten any bigger or smaller? It's still the same game, and after going through all that rehab and everything, it's it, I'm right back. Yeah, it was. It's familiar nice in a way. In the first game, especially not after having much of like no preseason, getting into your first game in seven or eight months there, and um, getting on the score sheet early obviously helps your confidence going in, uh, um, knowing you can play in this league and uh, and contribute to the team. Uh, it's nice being able to contribute early uh, and helping a team win. Um, last thing for you, I'm assuming you watched the World Juniors, and can you ex- – like, I, I know the rule in the IIHF for goaltender interference is different from the NHL, but, I mean, I, I looked at it and go, man, can we change this rule? This is a little absurd. Like, you got to be able to go to the net. What did you think of the WJC? Yeah, it's uh, just a different tournament, a different set of rules. Uh, you kind of got to – I mean, there's no blame on the player there for getting in the crease. Uh, it's just kind of how they call it. 
it's happened to me or uh, teams I've been on and uh, playing in international tournaments. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, and um, the call could have gone either way. Um, I don't know what the correct way to call it is, but um, it's unfortunate being an American and seeing a couple of goals disallowed there uh, in a game against Canada, the your biggest rival. Yeah, it's you got to be aware when those rules are in play that you just you just you got to be aware that you just can't get that close to the crease because if that happens, it, it's going to get disallowed. It seems like it's not hockey in some ways <laughs> when that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, no question, Bobby. It's great to see you back, man. Hopefully, we see you here in Philadelphia very soon. Best of luck out with the Phantoms in the meantime. And uh, good to see you back on the ice, and thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks to Bobby Brink for taking the time to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. We hope he get, gets the call up and uh, continues that scoring with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And we thank him for joining us, and thank you for joining us as well. Flyers Caps tonight. We'll recap it tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Oh, man, look what the cat drug in. It's got the dress Though the color's gone That I gave my one true love all 